Welcome to Coach My Wellness, a weekly show dedicated to bringing you information about healthy habits and behaviors just for the health of it. Here's your hosts, Joanne and Tammy. Welcome to Coach My Wellness, just for the health of it, with your coaches, Joanne Orshan and Tammy St. Clair. So we've been talking about different reasons why you might need a health coach, why you might want want a health coach, all of those things. But we haven't really talked about the importance of having a health coach and how we can contribute to your achieving your goals. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today a little bit, a, a little bit of here and there. And just so that you can begin to think about hey, this is where a health coach could fit in for me. This is where, you know, I've been trying to do this or do that, and I just can't seem to get my thoughts around it or get my brain around it. And so, hey, I think that's a good idea. Well, one of the big things about coaching, Tammy, is that we honor our clients as being the expert in his or her life. I mean, if you think about things, you know your body better than anybody. You know mm-hmm. what you've been through. You know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And as coaches, what we try and do is to honor the client as the expert in their own life and also work because we really do believe that clients have the potential to be creative and resourceful in order to fully self-actualize, coming into their own thought processes and having accountability toward themselves. We've talked a lot about intrinsic motivation, that motivation that comes from the inside. And yet as a coach, when we look at things with our clients, what we try and really do is to help our clients to discover and to clarify and align with what the clients really need and want to achieve. Because it, it, has to come from that place of self-discovery and what we do is work as partners to go on this journey with our clients to help them achieve success. So what do you do? Because a lot of clients come to me and they're like, well, I don't know. I, I have this big thing I think I want, but I don't know if I know how to get there. And how do you encourage that self-discovery so that you know, they can really sort of pinpoint exactly what they want and which will help to clarify those goals. And then I'll tell you a little bit about what I do. Okay, well, I've spoken with several health professionals recently about our role as health coaches and in traditional medical practices, how physicians need to treat their patients. I don't mean treat them as people. I mean, actually, to medical treatment for for them. And because the way that medicine is structured today, it is the rare health professional that more than anything has the time to get into the emotional piece or the reasons as to why someone's behavior might be putting them at a high-risk situation. And... When we go to traditional health professionals, what their role is to try and figure out what the problem is, identify it, and come up with a solution that is more 
from an authoritative standpoint of, I am the physician, this is what your issue is, this is the course of action. And a lot of what we do is working with the behavior piece so that we get into what happens before you even get to the health professional. So I talk with my clients a lot about, you know, think about this. You want to be accountable. You say that you're accountable for your health and your wellness. So what you've done is you've set up an appointment with your doctor for six months from now. And hey, I'm being accountable because I'm taking action and I am going to see my health professional to get my physical for the year. Mm -hmm. And I sit back and I say, okay, but what have you done between last year's visit and this year's visit in order to help you on your journey to keep accountable so you're not walking in with a crisis to the health professional. And don't get me wrong, people are always going to have medical challenges and there will always be crises. But we're talking about the average person in general going out there and just looking to sail forward with their lives in a sense of health and wellness. So last year, for instance, if someone went to their had their physical last year and their doctor was like, oh, you need to lose weight. Your blood pressure's going up. Your sugar's numbers are up. And so when I see you in six months or come back in six months, having lost like 20, 20 pounds, 25 pounds, now they walk out and they're like, oh, I know I'll, I'll go to this program or I'll do that program. But now you're two months down the road and your doctor visit is coming up in the next month and a half, and you're like, uh, what do I do? And having that, figuring out in that crunch time, right? Because 20, 25 pounds, it's not really going to happen in a month and a half, but having someone help you to focus on at least getting started, at least holding you accountable to what you say you want so having that oh yeah um I've already wasted six weeks or three months or four months and I have a month and a month and a half left you know having a coach to do that discovery and it's kind of like the doctor does with you when they're asking you questions if they're really listening Right. You said the key words. You said the key words. You said a lot of clients are like, well, what do I do? And it's really true. What do I do? And the thing is that most people who have been through this circuit of trying to lose weight, perhaps being successful, then putting the weight back on and then plus Mm -hmm. some, people just don't know what to do. And when we don't know what to do, we just tend to do nothing. Right. Because we give up trying. We're like, why put in the effort if it's not going to work anyway. And I know for myself, having been at the doctor and having the doctor not listen to you and just start telling you, oh, do this, do that. And they're not taking anything into consideration about your life, right? So that's where coaching comes in to help you focus and say, okay, this is what they said. Some of that might work. Most of that's not going to work. How can I tailor this for myself and really tap into the knowledge of the people around me? Tap into the resources that are available. Tap into thinking outside of 
my normal box or my normal environment to get what I need because this is really important to me. I really, I don't want to have diabetes. I don't want to end up like my family members or have a heart attack. You know, these are like serious considerations for a lot of people. So masterful coaches, they do more than listening and talking. And we do more asking than telling. Mm -hmm. And of course, we also reflect more, more than commenting. In other words, we don't tell people what to do. I mean, coaching is not primarily advising clients on how to solve their problems, simply educating them about what they should do or they shouldn't do, or we're not, I'm not, you are, but I'm not the therapist who can get into analyzing the root causes of certain predicaments that a client might have. And even though we might be advising or educating, we don't really do too much of that. That's not the primary purpose or approach of coaching for us because what we work with our clients on is a collaborative effort and we are co-creative partners in their journeys to help them reach their vision and goals. But a lot of clients don't have any idea what their wellness vision or what their goals are. So we have to start from square one and come up with a game plan in order to develop that with it. And it's not something that we do for a client. We help the clients facilitate their own self-discovery and their own forward momentum. Mm-hmm. And helping them to master those things that they come up with and mastering their health and wellness and other domains and developing their own confidence, sustain their own well-being journey and personal growth. I don't know about you, but I know when I had my surgery and lost weight, I had to grow in both my thought processes, in how I thought about my health, how I thought about myself, how I thought about my contribution to my community how my community changed, developing a new community, and having all of that on my own. For me, I really tapped into online support groups that were available at the time, local support groups. And I started my own support group and I started my own online group. But now that we have coaches available, we don't have to go it alone. Well, that's for sure. And I believe that in any medical practice, it would be so beneficial to the health professionals to help their patients have an outlet for talking about behavioral changes, which the health professionals are not there to do that. That's really a different type of professional, which is right, where... They just don't have time. No, they don't have the time. They don't you know, have the time. Your husband, being a health professional... They don't have the time, you know, and having worked in a bariatrics practice, my doctors didn't have the time. And since I've left, it's been a long time since I've been there several years, but I was just in the office last week one day and was talking to everybody and they've added two other surgeons. They've added two more nurse practitioners, two more dietitians, which means yes, they're adding, but that also gives them a higher patient load. So they, still don't have time. You know, you would think all of these additional professionals would provide more, but no, it just means that they can service more patients. Yeah. And, and look, what we put out there for our patients, our client, not our patients, they're our mm -hmm. clients are very different than what a health professional's roles are. What we do is the outcomes that we deliver 
as far as working with our clients in coaching is, is different. It's discussing and breaking down and brainstorming and talking about uh, an increased self-awareness and self-knowledge. And I love this one, which is really about personal responsibility, which is kind of what we were talking about a few minutes ago as far as accountability is concerned. Mm-hmm. Taking ownership for being accountable for your own life. And it might be anything from acquiring some new knowledge or some skills or just identifying what your goals might be and how you can scale those goals to know what is important in your current state today in order to work on. And helping you to get there, right? Well, of course. We can all have these ideas of, oh, I want to do this or, oh, I want to do that. But our purpose is to really sort of push you and hold you accountable and help you get there. So that well, when that's what that's what sustainable behavior change is really all about, as well uh-huh. as sustainable weight loss, right? That's the whatever you do to get there is what you have to keep doing to stay there, which is what makes this a lifestyle change versus being on a diet, being on a crash diet, being on a whatever. And even though you are losing weight, how many people do you know that say, "Oh." I can have grapefruit and black coffee for the next two weeks because I have to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds. Okay, so yeah, you can do that. But when you stop having only grapefruit and black coffee, hello, 1960s, right? <laughs> the grapefruit diet. Right. And you go back to your regular life. Guess what? That 10 pounds that you lost is all coming back. And oh, by the way, it's going to bring two more with it because your body's like, oh, hey, I went through a period of starvation and I went through a period of not having enough. So I'm going to make sure the next time we hit this period of lack, I'm going to have extra resources so that I can last a lot longer. And so we just set ourselves up. If we don't think about this as lifestyle change and making these sustainable life changes, we only set ourselves up for failure. Well, so many of us are used to going to our health professionals or therapists, which Mm -hmm. you are one, so you'll understand that because you have that expert approach of Mm -hmm. sometimes guiding people through what to do or what not to do, especially when they have low self-esteem. And experts are trained to deliver prescriptions if you're a health professional or advice, and they often work a lot harder than their clients while they're trying to help them. But the expert approach sometimes subtly lets the client or the patient off the hook, sending that subtle message of you're not in charge. And I believe that the expert approach is absolutely vital when one is facing an immediate health crisis or considering surgery. But it might not be as ideal when one wants to lose weight or maybe reduce stress, developing a positive, you know, and confident mindset. Mm -hmm. So... It's really important for our clients to work on gaining a sense of autonomy so that they have the ability to build confidence. And in order to do that, that requires new patterns of thinking, of doing, and of relating. Right. And so having having that collaborative approach, I think that's the difference between my role 
as a clinical person versus my role as a coach. And even in my role as a clinical person, in some aspects, I can be the expert. In other aspects, I need to be the collaborator. And, you know, we're at a time in human history where being in control of your health and making health investments day in and day out are going to be the way health and wellness moves forward, the way it moves forward in in life. And just as smoking cessation was a big deal two decades ago, coming into a place of health and wellness now and being the collaborator with that, you know, that's the goal. Look, building self-efficacy and autonomy is what we are very highly trained in. Mm -hmm. So professional coaches, such as we are, and I consider myself and you as well as master coaches, which is what we are, is that we accept to meet clients where they are today. We want our clients to be in charge of their own lives and guide our clients in doing the mindful thinking, feeling, and doing the work that builds the confidence because we want them to have a higher purpose for health and well-being. And also to have help them uncover their, their natural impulse in being well, right? So some people, you think, Oh, they, they grew up in a family where everybody was sick. So they automatically think, Oh, well, I'm going to be sick too. But underneath of there is a thought process that says, Hey, wait a minute. I can be well. I can have a healthy lifestyle. I can live well. And so we have to collaborate with them to uncover that natural impulse in being well, because we all, whether we like it or not, we all have this inherent instinctive sense of staying alive, right? When people are losing weight, especially after surgery, even if they don't have surgery, but they have a lot of weight to lose and they get to a point where the body is like, oh, you need to hold on a second because I am not losing anything else, right? That instinct of the body to stay alive, it will begin to counterbalance anything that you are doing in order to lose weight. And it's frustrating to people, but when you look at it as our bodies are designed to live, our bodies will do a whole lot of things in order to continue living. So we have to sort of get align the mindset as well and support our clients while they're learning how to tap into their innate fighting spirit. Our body already has that. Well, I think that when we talk about this, when people are struggling with weight loss or poor self-image, there's this negative self-talk that goes on all the time. Oh my God. Look, we know this very, very well. And in thinking about it, everybody, and if I was to ask you the question, you know things that you have strengths in. Because there Mm -hmm. is sometimes you'll say, oh, I'm really good at that. And then, of course, we get into the like, 
oh, forget that. Like, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> like, I might be really good in photography, but don't ask me a math question. I, I can tell you right. that by the time my kids were in fourth grade, it's like I passed the math homework over to my husband. <laughs> I wasn't touching that. Um, so I know what I'm strong at and what I'm not. But sometimes we forget. And how do we draw on those inner strengths in order to achieve the goals that we want to? So we have to tap into the inner goals that we had and the inner strengths that we had and that fighting spirit that we have mm-hmm. so that we can tie it all together in addressing both the mental piece and the physical piece and what our needs are and what our strengths are and just identifying and unraveling what is it that we're really trying to achieve here so that we can help our clients to draw on their own health experience and create I love this, a wellness blueprint. Right. And so many times people are so discouraged that they don't even remember what their strengths are. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's our job as coaches to help them rediscover that so that they can, you know, draw that blueprint with your help as a coach so that they can draw on their own prior health experience or their inner fighting spirit. You know, those are the things that that coaches are there to assist with. And, you know, we said it earlier, we're as coaches, we're not the experts. Clients are the experts in themselves. And that's one of the things that I love about being a coach is you can look at me and say, oh, well, tell me what to do. And that's not going to last for you. It's much better when you say, oh, tell me what to do. And I say, okay, well, what do you think? What would you like to do? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, yes, you do. Don't be afraid. Because I think people are afraid. You know, doctors tell them, oh, go do this. And most people will not say that's not going to work for me. Right? Because the doctor's the expert and they said, go do this. And so I have to figure out how to go do that. Meanwhile, you're thinking in your head. I have to go do that time for that. I don't have time in my day for that. I don't have money for that. I don't have expense for that. I don't have whatever. And so I'm I'm cutting you off for a second only because you just brought something up. I remember my husband talking to me many years ago. We were talking about the people that might walk into his practice and they're needing to lose weight for their health state. Mm-hmm. And we were having this discussion about it. And he said, don't you realize that most people, when they walk in, I don't have to tell them they need to lose weight. They, they know, know that. that they have to lose weight. How many things have they tried in the past? Probably a gazillion things. And yep. obviously, it hasn't worked for them because if they would change, they wouldn't be the same as to where they are. I mean, it takes effort to change. You have to want to do that. So it's not as though you don't realize that you need to lose weight. It's, well, how do I do that? especially when they've had so much failure in right. their lives beforehand. And it just brings up a lot of negativity. I've tried this. It hasn't worked. I've tried that. It hasn't worked. And what what do I do? And so this indecisiveness of not knowing what to do and being stuck where you are, which then leads to procrastination. And then, of course, that leads to total non-action. I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are relating to this because so many of us, if you're listening to us, have been down that road before. 
And I just want to say, Tammy, that the um, goal okay. of coaching is to <laughs> truly encourage personal responsibility, some inward thinking, some self-discovery, and of course, self-efficacy, where you are the decision maker, you are the plan maker of your own life, and you have us working alongside of you, helping you as you go down this path. And we both want our clients to discover their own answers, to create their own possibilities. And we don't want to give them the answers or tell them what to do. It's those who are most successful have their own visions, plans, and the behaviors are really those that are the ones that stick. Right. Because if we're the ones telling you what to do, when you're not working with us anymore, and we're not the ones holding someone accountable, it all goes to heck in a handbasket because they're not doing it for themselves. And one of my favorite things as a coach is reframing. It's also one of my favorite things as a social worker and a therapist, because when people come to you and say, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I don't have this and I don't have that. And we can work, work on reframing. And so if you don't know what that means out there, that means just looking at something through a different lens. And instead of focusing on the problem, it's looking at the effects or how I can look at that problem and change how I view it. So, oh man, I have high blood pressure, so I can't go running anymore because my blood pressure goes up and my heart's pounding in my chest. And okay, so what else do you like to do? Right. If we can reframe it from what I can't to what I can, it allows clients to utilize me as part of their support team. It helps them to find others to build a new support team because now they might be able to find someone who uh, maybe they like swimming or they like biking. And so now they're find other people that helps to build a support team. And then we can inspire them to help go beyond what they thought they could do. Look, I think that when we come back for the second half of the episode, one of the things that I love to discuss with client is what a health coach is not and mm -hmm. what we don't do and keeping it positive. And I had an epiphany this morning that you and I talked about earlier. And let's talk about that when we, when we come back. So stay tuned for the second part of our series this morning, empowering oneself in order to achieve their health and wellness goals and how we could draw upon ourselves. We are on 360 Talk Radio for Women. Please join us at our website and subscribe to our newsletter at coachmywellness.com. We look forward to continuing the conversation and we will be back soon. See you in a minute. You've been listening to Coach My Wellness. For more information about healthy habits and behaviors, visit our website at coachmywellness.com and follow us on Instagram at coachmywellness underscore CMW for weekly live streams Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. We hope to see you there. You're listening to Coach My Wellness just for the health of it. 
We'll be back for the second part of the show. If you want to learn more about how we can coach you on your journey, send us an email, coach at coachmywellness.com. Welcome to Coach My Wellness, a weekly show dedicated to bringing you information about healthy habits and behaviors just for the health of it. Here's your hosts, Joanne and Tammy. Welcome back to Coach My Wellness, just for the health of it with Joanne and Tammy. We're picking up with what coaching is not. So, so many times people are like, oh, tell me what to do. Tell me, tell me, tell me, and I'll do it. And it's sort of like when people go on a diet or want to go on a diet versus change their lifestyle, they're like, oh, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. And unless it's coming from you, then it's not really going to work. So we're going to pick up with coaching is not an expert approach. It's not we being the expert. It's you being the expert because you are the only expert in you. So we can help you develop that. We can help move away the dirt and debris that's on top of who you are. But you're the one that has to decide, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Or this is how I want to handle that. And then we can support and encourage you along the way because we're much more like your partner than any authority figure. Even though we have tons of knowledge to share, we're not going to sort of stand there and beat you over the head with, oh, did you know this and do that? And no, no, no. It's, hey, if you ask, we'll tell you, but you have to be curious and, and have that curious aspect of, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, a lot of times what happens is, as you said, people come to and they just want you to give them an answer. But as we talked about earlier today, if you were to come to me and ask me to tell you what to do, and I was going to say to you, well, well, you could get on your bike and you can ride five days a week. Well, what if you don't like biking? Right. Or you're turned off, right? Right. And sometimes when you hear people say something like that, you're like, well, duh, I know that already. So tell me something I don't know. (laughs) So that's why it's important to really get to know the people that you're working with. And this way you can collaborate with them instead of being the expert. And a lot of that is digging information and talking about the things that have worked in the past, things that haven't worked in the past, what they like to do. And knowing that the goal of coaching is to encourage people to take personal responsibility, really think about internally what they want to do, what they don't want to do, discovering something about themselves, and of course, then self-efficacy. So we were talking earlier this morning, Tammy, and I was bringing up a situation and I couldn't understand what was going on for me. And what I mean by that was that I've noticed for the past couple of days that my eating cycle has been a little bit off. 
Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. It might be a thing where you'd say, gosh, I just feel so hungry today. I could eat anything and everything in sight. Mm-hmm. We're not paying attention to what I put into my body because I'm pretty regimented with knowing how many fruits and vegetables and how much protein I need and what I right. need to do in order to keep my body functioning. And I found myself, oh, I was like grabbing, you know, a Tootsie Pop here and there. <laughs> and I was like grabbing a thing of popcorn here and there. And I'm going, what am I doing? What is going on? This is so out of my behavior. And this went on for about two days and I, I wasn't paying all that much attention to it. I was just giving into a lot of the cravings that I had. And when we spoke earlier today, there was a situation that I had. It was a business thing that I was dealing with and it was really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. And it's been bothering me all weekend. And I've been really thinking about it. I haven't really shared it with anybody because I needed to just sit with it and see how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. And what was so fascinating was that I had this epiphany and this aha moment <laughs> where all of a sudden I was like, damn, now I know why my eating has been so crazy because I'm so stressed out about this decision that I need to make business-wise, mm-hmm. that I can't get past my anxiety about the situation and what I'm going to do. And how did I take that out? I took that out by just having mindless eating. Right. And so I had to sit back and you and I were just discussing it. And there was this aha moment. Mm-hmm. And and share with everyone what you said to me. So I, I said to her, I'm like, hey, this is, you know, this is what people deal with. And we learn how to be curious and how to utilize the resources around us to go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I think that's it. And it was funny to watch your face (laughs) when, as you were telling me, you know, oh, I've been doing this and I had that and I don't know what's going on. And the more you talked and I started asking you questions, oh, so what about, and did you think, and what have you been thinking about? And and all of these things, all of a sudden it came over your face and you were like, Oh, this is what it is. And it's like, Oh, okay, good. And how different does it feel to have figured out like having that mind of curiosity? It's called a child's mind. It's just full of questions and full of curiosity about what's happening and what's going on that, you were able to come up with it with just a little bit of prodding, a little bit of questions. So, Joanne, how do you feel now, this afternoon, after talking about or figuring out what was the problem this morning? Well, I love that I was able to make the connection. That was the first thing. And of course, because of what we do both do as our careers, that I had the tools in order to pull that information and find the parallel or the reason as to what was really stressing me out Mm -hmm. and then connecting it to the fact and acknowledging the fact that I was eating poorly for me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't happy with that because I work really hard at that. It's just part of who I am and what I do. So one of the things that I can say is that I just feel a lot lighter. I had a really good day today as far as being organized in my thoughts. We talked about the business scenario that I was struggling with earlier. So 
that's getting some definition and coming up with a resolution for that. So I mm-hmm. had a game plan for that. That's helping me to feel a little bit better. And of course, my eating was absolutely more under control today for me. So right. I was able to identify it and make some changes. And even if I'm not 100% back on track, at least I'm aware of what this particular issue was doing to me and didn't feel really, really so good. So of course, being able to identify or acknowledge even that there is a problem, you know, that's right. the thing, like a lot of times, how many times do you work with people and they don't even realize that what they're doing, it is so mindless that they can't even connect that there is a problem with something. Right. Or that they know that there's a problem but they're so afraid of what that problem may be stemming from that they just keep saying no no i don't i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know meanwhile you have this big thing hanging over their head or over their shoulder that it's like you know come on if you just get it out so many times if we can just unload it we can figure it out we can ask for help we can have someone help us reframe what's going on because I know when you and I talked and we sort of worked it work through it for you I was doing a little bit of reframing for you well you know that's you could also see it this way you could also think about that and so it just it just helps and the other thing I think it helps with is it also helps when our clients find out that we're struggling, that we had something that we struggled with because it it makes us real. It makes us not like these icons or gods that don't struggle with things. You know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And so we can identify and empathize with our clients when our clients are like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And this is happening and that's happening. And I just don't get it. And we can empathize and say, hey, I've been there. In fact, I was just there this last week and I needed help in having Tam help me figure out what was going on. And there are times that you help me figure out what's going on. Why am I being so, you know, whatever? Well, what was really cool, though, is that you didn't put your therapy hat on when we spoke today. You put the (laughs) coaching hat on. And it was, you asked me some questions where I was able to take a deep breath, sit in how I was feeling for a while, and I was able to discover my own answers and create my own possibilities about what to change for myself rather than being given direction from you. Because mm-hmm. you could have said, well, Joe, why don't you try this? So why don't you do that? And this is how, you know, a good way to handle the situation. And it might not have been the right way to handle the situation for me. So just having that discussion with you and being able to talk about it, it was, I was able to clarify some things that were going on in my mind. And when you have those kind of visions for yourself Mm -hmm. and you have a game plan that you're creating for yourself, the behaviors that you utilize to make those come to life are usually the ones that stick. Right. Because... When you come up with it yourself with powerful questions from the coach, those are the ones that you remember. Those are the changes that have the most lasting effect. 
So let's talk for a second so we can even break this down a little bit more for our listeners. Why don't we talk a little bit about an expert approach versus a coach approach so people can really get a handle? Because I think if we use the right words that people will really understand the difference of the two. So in the expert approach, when you think about it, as the expert, you are the authority. Mm -hmm. When you're in the coaching approach, you're not the authority. You're their partner in working in it together. There's a difference there. Right. Because in expert approach, people will often not show or ask for help because they feel like they're going to be punished. Or think about in the expert, if your parent says to you something and you're like, oh, uh, uh, no, I didn't do it. Meanwhile, it's like the little kid with the chocolate all around their mouth. And and the parent says, did you eat the chocolate bar? Oh, no, no, uh, uh, not me. <laughs> you know, so in the expert and seeing being seen as the authority figure, it can actually backfire in some of our relationships and some of our coaching things. If we don't get that dynamic right, because in some things we are the authority, but we have to wait for the client to ask us, you know, what am I not thinking about here? Or how do you see it? Or what other things can I learn? And so that slides us then from authority alongside into an educator position while we should be going towards facilitating change and helping you to facilitate that change. And there are times that even in coaching, we're do we're educating. So for mm-hmm. example, if I was working with a client and they came up with their new weight management plan that they were going to embark on and we would have a discussion and they would tell me about certain choices that they were making and there was confusion as far as uh, certain processed foods, things that they eat a lot. So the education might be, well, okay, let's talk about food labels. So you really Mm -hmm. understand how to analyze what you're looking at so that you can make the changes that you need in your diet. So it's giving them some information and things that are important to know that they might not be aware of. But it's not as though I'm saying, well, don't eat this because it has too much Right. And I think, right. And I think that having that approach going from the, you know, the Charlie Brown teacher that you hear to becoming from preaching at or talking at the person versus talking to and working with, you know, coming alongside. That's our goal. And that's what a coach's role is. Right. And you know, it's interesting in thinking about it this morning, because in a way you were coaching me because I was like so stressed this morning. And if I was in a coaching situation and you were my coach and I was coming to you, and if I joined the session this morning and you said to me, well, last week we talked about this. So this week, let's talk about X, Y, and Z. You would be the person who would be defining the agenda. Mm-hmm. And we might not have ever gotten to my agenda of what was really bothering me today. Right. Because sometimes we have this idea that in a coaching relationship, in a coaching partnership, that we have to pick up where we left off last time. And in a therapeutic relationship, sometimes that is the way it goes is 
so that you keep that string going so that your client can continue to unravel in a therapeutic room that the next thing and in maintaining that stream of of not stream of consciousness but that that thread of talking about but in a coaching partnership it really is about the client defining the agenda for the day for this session so asking the question so what is it that you want to talk about today and then letting the room go silent if necessary because it's not about what I want to talk about it's about what my client wants to talk about that's for sure and in in that that also takes me out of the role of feeling responsible for your success your movement forward your health your weight loss i give that back to you because you're responsible for those things i can only hold you accountable when you come in to say you know how did you do this week what's going on what happened I think back to all of the years that I've been coaching and what I always have said is that it's up to you to change your life to be what you want your life to be. You can't expect someone else to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And that would mean whether it's that I need to fuel my body X amount of times a day. Well, you're not waiting for someone else to do that for you. You're responsible for doing that for you. Right. Someone's going to cook you. Well, hey, that's kind of great, but it's not about that. It's when am I going to feed my body? What is my body telling me? What is it that I need? And taking responsibility for my own health. Right. And to foster the possibilities of what's out there as opposed to solving the problem. Because if I solve the problem for you, it just becomes, again, talking at you as opposed to helping you discover ways and possibilities to solve your own problem. You know, it's very funny, both as a therapist and a coach, I smile and my heart leaps for joy when I have a client who says, you know, I was going to do blah, blah, blah. And then I heard you ask me, or I heard you in my ear say, Mm-hmm. Or I remembered you said the last time, or I heard you, you know, ask me blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't do it. Or then I did this instead. And it's like, yes, because that means you're integrating the stuff that we're talking about and you're integrating into your lifestyle the changes that you have come up with yourself. And remembering them and implementing them and putting them into practice. That is what brings my heart this incredible leap of joy when I hear my clients say that. Oh, I heard you in my ear. So instead of doing this, I did that. And I was just as happy. I love that. I usually get you're a little birdie on my shoulder. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. I get that a lot. And, yeah, I was thinking about something we were talking about earlier today about going to a health professional. I mean, think about this. Usually if you're going to your health professional, it's because unless you're going for a general checkup, it's usually because there's something that's wrong. Mm -hmm. So when you walk in, that's what 
the conversation is, so tell me what's wrong, what's bothering you, yada, yada, you know, so on and so forth. And that's one thing that we don't ever do. It's not talking about what's wrong to bring up the negativity. It's like, let's focus on what's right. Yeah. Let's think what's happening in your life. What successes did you have last week? Mm -hmm. What worked for you last week? How are you empowering yourself moving forward this week? And when you start to put positive thoughts into your head, even if you don't believe it, that old fake it till you make it mentality, uh-huh. what happens is that positive thought just keeps, will come back to you because the brain doesn't know the difference, but it just knows when you beat yourself up. Right. And learning how to recognize that. I mean, we all know when we're beating ourselves up and we're only focusing on the negative, but learning how to quickly get a hold of that and reframe it to the positive. I think that's where so many people struggle. And, you know, utilizing those around you to help you do that. Like you did this morning when you were like, man, I don't know what's going on. You could have spent the rest of the day. Oh my goodness. Why am I doing this? What's going on? I can't believe this. I had another Tootsie Pop, blah, 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 <laughs> right? All of the negative things where as soon as we started to talk and you were able to reframe and look at the situation differently, you were able to come up with the answer and then you were able to focus on the good and discover the answer of what's happening. And that's what a coach does with you. We are with the client. We're with you in the situation, helping you to find the answers as opposed to us telling you the answers. I was at a doctor last week and we were having a discussion about this and I asked the question because I read something in some of the literature we've been studying and it talked about that a lot of times health professionals when they ask you a question about what's wrong or what's going on, why are they coming in today, the reason for their visit, that in less than 30 seconds of you trying to express what it is that you're trying to express to the doctor, they're already interrupting changing the subject and Mm -hmm. really getting into the cause or the root of the problem and not dealing with the behavioral part of it, which might really be the larger part of the scenario. And again, a lot of them are not trained for that. They don't have the time for that. And as the expert, what they're trying to do is they have the answers to help fix what's wrong, which makes total sense. But We spend a lot of time learning about our clients and learning from their stories and understanding their behaviors and their own self-motivation. And by listening to it, we can really pull up different patterns of behavior that they have and how it relates to a lot of different things that go on in their lives, which then people can turn around and make the choice to, first of all, acknowledge it, recognize it, and change it, because it's all about making positive change. Mm-hmm. Talking about health professionals, that is such a, a dramatic thing that you're talking about. And I'll give you an example. I don't know, 2003, I was going through a health issue, and I went and I saw a doctor who was senior in years, had been practicing for a very long time. And I explained to him what was going on. And he did exactly what you had said. He was already, you know, trying to tell me what was going on and what was wrong. And he wasn't listening. 
And so he did a test that was horrendous. And then he gave me some answer that wasn't even about why I was there. And so I was not happy. So I went to a different physician who was much younger, decades younger. So from someone who was like pushing 65 or 70 to someone who was in their 30s, late 30s, early 40s. So their experience in med school and their experience in all of their training was very different. And so the new doctor asked me the same questions. So I was telling him and giving him the answer. And he was like, oh, well, it sounds like blah, blah, blah. And if the other doctor would have listened, he would have known this is chronic because while I was talking, he was listening to me, but he was also looking at other things. So he was like, because I can see, you know, and here's the funny part. He says, have you always had such a big head? I'm like, what? I said, well, I can never buy hats. And he's like, <laughs> oh, OK, because because of a and what you said about your history this is what I think. And it was something totally different, totally that made sense to me and was like, oh, okay. And he told me, he's like, you don't have to worry about anything until you start experiencing this or this or this or this. If you ever start experiencing these things, then come back, come back and see me. And like, no, let's go do this test. No, let's go do this trying to give me this specific answer when if he listened and he was able to be like, oh, okay, this is what I think it is. I'll look at some other exams and we'll go from there. A lot of times, though, I know that people come into the doctor's office and they just want to be heard. And they can really go on and on about a situation. And I don't always believe that it's not the that the health professionals are not listening to what's being said and therefore not giving you the answers that maybe you're looking for. I think it really depends on how busy the practice is, the kind of physician that you're seeing, who the person is, mm -hmm. and what their approach really is. And it doesn't mean anything. I mean, I once had to have foot surgery, and I'll never forget the doctor that I went to, it was at the hospital of special surgery. And I can't tell you how many times I was told that he is the best. He's the mm -hmm. best. He had zero bedside monitor. He mm -hmm. had zero personality. I have no idea that he listened to a thing that I said, but this guy is the guy. And I didn't need him to have that bedside manner. I needed him <laughs> my darn foot. Right. So I think that there's really both. And I don't like to generalize health professionals and the challenges that they face. I respect greatly. Oh, they have a ton of challenges. You know, I really respect the uh, level and the care and the concern, especially, you know, over the past several years with how stressed the, you know, medical care has really been. So I, COVID, yeah, I, you know, I really feel that way. And I think that the point to everyone who's listening is that advocating for yourself, being able to have the tools to express what it is that you want to say to a healthcare provider, to your coach, whatever it might be, that's all really great. 
But it really comes down to you being able to sit with how you feel about something and knowing that something isn't just sitting right with you Mm -hmm. and being interested enough to kind of really investigate what's the underbelly, what's really going on here. Right. And the problem is, though, a lot that, you know, people sometimes just don't even acknowledge that there needs to be a change about something, that they're totally okay with where they are. Right. You know, practices have gotten so busy that doctors have to move so quickly through patients and patients often get what's called white coat syndrome. You know, they freeze up and they don't, they can't really say. So, you know, that sitting with what's going on and knowing it, writing it down so that you're ready when you go in, because that's how then your physician can be your partner. And as a coach, you're working as hard as we are in this relationship and in this partnership to get to the end that you're after, right? It's not all me doing the work and you kind of going la 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 because you have to do the work every day. I see you what once a week and you're the one in there doing all the day-to-day work. So you're working as hard as as I am. Right. And you know what? And instead of getting into challenges, especially when you don't want to make the changes that the health professional might be telling you to, or the expert might be telling you to, doesn't need to be necessarily a health professional. You know, as a coach, we don't wrestle with the client. We dance with them. Mm-hmm. So we're with them side by side, holding hands, walking down this path to improve their health and wellness. And why do we right. do that? We do that because we really care about making a difference in helping people to have health healthier, longer, productive lives. Right. And you can start out in this partnership with two left feet and end up being able to dance the mambo. That's the goal. I like that. Dance the mambo. That's awesome. (laughs) From two Uh, left feet to mambo. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to leave on that note today. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. We have so much more to share with everybody. Please join us every Sunday on 360 Talk Radio for Women. We have our podcasts every Sunday morning for self-care Sundays, 7 a.m. Pacific Coast Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have Instagram Lives Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. at CoachMyWellness underscore CMW. And of course, feel free. We would love to have you subscribe to our newsletter on our website, which is CoachMyWellness.com. And we've just opened a Clubhouse room as well. So Ah. come and find us on Clubhouse. Follow us on Clubhouse. Yeah, we'll be there. So we're all over just trying to get our positive voice out into the world. Have a fabulous week, everyone. And until next time, your host, See you later. Joanne and Tammy. Just for the health of it. You've been listening to Coach My Wellness. For more information about healthy habits and behaviors, visit our website at coachmywellness.com. 
And follow us on Instagram at CoachMyWellness underscore CMW for weekly live streams Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. We hope to see you there. You're listening to Coach My Wellness, just for the health of it. We'll be back for the second part of the show. If you want to learn more about how we can coach you on your journey, send us an email, coach at coachmywellness.com.